The gates to the Rose Garden are now open. Welcome to my world. You are listening to Talk That Talk with Danielle Moneyham, a reflective conversation where I share the lessons I've learned on this journey called life. I don't have all the answers, but I do have plenty of questions. My name is Danielle Moneyham, and this is my love letter to the world, where I let my soul speak. Let's talk. Hey, this is Danielle, and I'm back. Happy New Year! This No, you can't. I'm sorry. You'll play a hater. It's too late for that. It's not too it's late. It's January 31st. We're, <laughs> we're at a month ago was New Year's Eve. Happy early Black History Month. That's a reach, but you're right. Okay. See, happy July 3rd, Lord. Friday. Happy Friday. Friday. Happy Friday. I am sitting with my homie, the Anti-Bride. That will be correct. So, what's your name, Anti-Bride? My name is Erin. I don't have any fun nicknames, so just, you know. Even though people try to start E-Boogie. Oh, I like E-Boogie. E-Boogie the Anti-Bride. They try that. E-Boogie the Anti-Bride. Why do you think that you are an anti-bride? Um, let's be, well, to be fair, and I hate that word. So I should say to be clear. Okay. Um, I, I'm not necessarily an anti-bride with regard to like it being anti-wedding, you know, not wanting to get married, not, No. I'm just an anti-bride, almost like a tomboy. Like, I'm not into the whole process of a wedding. I don't care about engagement parties, bridal showers, bachelorette parties, flower girls. I mean, you know. Bridesmaids? Damn that baby. Like, I don't care about, you know. <laughs> you don't want to do bridesmaids? Absolutely not. Flower no. arrangements? Um, Cake tasting? What? No. Uh, The china samples and the linen. So you're making my chest tight. The napkins. Uh, everything that you're saying is making my chest tight. The invitations, the different mm. fonts, the gifts, all of the culture of wedding. No. Is enough to kill you. No, I, it would I, kill It would you. take me out. It I, would kill I couldn't you. do it. I couldn't do it. Like, I think flowers are beautiful. Excuse me. Oh. I like twinkle lights. And, you know, I think all of that background and scenery is gorgeous. I've been to some beautiful weddings. Your wedding was one of the best weddings oh, that I've ever attended. Thank you. I've also been to some... Uh, but I've done the destination <laughs> weddings, you know, like it, it all has its perks, but I guess maybe it's my personality too. I am not an attention seeking type of personality. Yes. So like I'm an extroverted introvert. I have to go home, unplug, crawl under the bed, reach, you know, like, so even the idea of all of that. Um, hustle and bustle being about me on me, but it's not really about what I want to do. Yeah. It just, it turns me off. I don't. So, okay, let's talk about what turns you on. When um, did you get engaged? <sighs> so, I got engaged the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Okay. But it feels like we have been long before like, we tried to go get married last summer. Okay. Elope, if you will. So, it's weird because it doesn't even feel like I'm engaged. Like, I don't call him my fiancé. I don't do 
And I might look back on that and wish that I had done all those things. I don't know, but like, it's weird. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah, it's weird. So in your it's weirdness, what do you think you would want? Like, what would your perfect day, your be a bride moment, what would that look like? For the anti-bride, the non-attention-seeking bride, what would your day look like for you? So that could go a couple of different ways. Um, One way would be the surprise wedding. So I just told family and friends, hey, what you doing this Saturday? thinking about having a brunch if you can make it i'm gonna send it you know i'll send you the text you the location and yeah just come be ready to have a good time pop-up wedding <laughs> yeah and very new people, school you know 20 30 people maybe if that much i mean i don't know if weddings are the same but that would mean i would have to invite 60 people to get 20 people to come i don't know so um but whoever came and just having it kind of set up Maybe in like on a back deck with a lot of forestry background or something. Um, okay, so you plan on it being warm? Yeah, clear, pretty day and just standing room only. We stand, we have our vows, everybody comes in, it's brunch, a DJ, you know, a bar set up and everybody just enjoys themselves. There can be a photographer, there can be, you know, a few strategically placed flower arrangements but yeah I'd rather do it that way where the pressure isn't there I don't like the pressure of the situation or I can go to city hall and just you know maybe me and a handful and then we go somewhere afterwards and have you know drinks and then later on that night, I'm not going to say where, but go to, because I don't want anybody to, you know, maybe take my idea. Right. But, um, just go somewhere uh, and have fun. Like, you go to a, you know, I don't know how to say it. Yeah, just like a, a bar. Yeah, and just, just like enjoy yourself. Like, just bar, a yeah. day-long, like, celebration of each a other. A day-long celebration like, of each other. Gosh. That sounds just lovely yeah sounds which means in theory but in reality it couldn't really happen that way okay i think that you have put out two very very possible options one you said like standing room only it would be you know like you invited some people be a brunch dj good time the other one would be city hall and then just like an activity later i think both of those are very possible yeah. What do you think is really going to happen, though, based on all of the feedback that you've gotten from your people so I far? I think that we are going to end up just getting married, he and I, and going out of town, going on vacation. Going on your honeymoon? Okay, if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> Can you have a honeymoon without a ceremony? I thought that, that, you know, it was all traditional and they went hand in hand. But, yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. What I don't want to happen is I don't want to regret not having that memory not even though we created our own memory but not you know because when you're a little girl like I remember sketching out my wedding dresses and stuff like that when I was little so I don't want to diminish the memory of it if I don't do something to really like commemorate that event so I don't know so what are, like, your family and friends, what do they have in I'm, store for you? So let me tell you how weird I am. I didn't tell anybody that I was even engaged other than my mom and dad. Like, I, that I got a ring. Yeah. Other than my mom and dad. For weeks. 
Like, just because I didn't want to answer the questions and I didn't want to, like, I guess I just wanted to kind of enjoy it happening. Yeah. Um, I think in, I think people care so much, but they don't understand how their emotions can impact a bride. Yeah. Like all the questions and requests and bombardments, like it's all out of quote love. It is. But so yes, that from that perspective, from my perspective, I am so aware of the small circle that I have. And I know how each person feels about relationships, loves that. So I have a friend, I actually told her second to last because, and when she said this to me, it was like, oh my God, I can't believe that I was right. She wasn't saying it in a bad way. Like, I know she genuinely is happy for me, but what she said was, but you were my last single friend and we were single together. And I was very, you know, aware of that. Like we both dated, well, I probably dated more than she did, but by choice, Mm -hmm. but we weren't in that married club or that relation, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's one of the reasons why I kind of held off on telling her because I didn't want her to feel that way. Like I just am always aware of other people's thoughts and feelings, even though people think that I'm heartless. I'm really not. I do care, but I can't take all of that on all the time. So I was concerned about telling her cause I just didn't want her to feel alone. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's incredible how like life moments can trigger people Yeah, and you have no clue. Yeah. Like your joy could real life trigger somebody's fears, their pain, like they trauma. I'll give you an example of that. So I, th- sorry guys, I, I hate to take this away from the wedding talk for a second, but, um, two years ago I missed Carrie, right? So a friend of mine, she had also had a miscarriage later on, like a few months later, for the same reason that I did. So it was called a blighted ovum. Okay. So what is that? Is it common? Um, I don't know how common it is, but it pretty much the way it was explained to me is that a sack is formed, but there's no, there's not a viable egg in the or fertilized egg okay. in the sack. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. I don't know if it's called a zygote. What? I don't. Okay. Yeah. I didn't do well in biology. <laughs> so um. Shout out to Kenwood. But. (laughs) That's a whole nother. Because Morgan Park, we did very well. Raggedy Stallion. You know, okay, Kenwood. So, anyway, um, (laughs) we're we're able to move past that. Um, So, she and I bonded. We got closer because of that. So, we were both, like, we're around the same age, um, trying. She's married, she has a little girl. And so we were both just like comforting each other, motivating each other. Um, You know, we talked about our rainbow babies and all of that kind of stuff. So she has been pregnant two more times since then. And she's had, she had um, two more miscarriages. Mm. So she was like, I'm over it, friend. I can't do it, blah, blah, blah. And not blah, 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 like that. But, you know, not to diminish her. Yeah. Um, so I understood that, but I always, I felt like, you know, we're in this together because every time that like you get to an age where you're planning your pregnancy. So every time you get your period, it's kind of like, it's a letdown. So we will walk each other through that. Okay, fine. Last week she called and told me that she could not, 
um, make it to have drinks with me because the baby was kicking her ass. And so I was like, wait, what? Like, she was like, I know, friend, this is not the way that I wanted to tell you. But she's pregnant. So she's at the end of her first trimester. Yes! So it's just like, I was very over the top happy yeah. for her. But at the same time, the human side of me yeah. just felt like a kick in the gut, like I'm alone. I'm alone in this again. I thought yeah. we were doing this together, but that does not in any way negate how happy I am for her or yeah. eclipse this being a joyous moment at yeah. all. It's just that's the human side of you. So I can feel my friend about, you know, I know she's happy for me because she's already said, okay, this is what we're gonna do, and this is the plan. And everybody can tell you what you're gonna do. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know she also that was real for her, like. Yeah. Now I got to be respectful of, you know, she can't spend that type of time or she might be doing this or, you know, so man, managing friendships during life adulting. <laughs> yeah. Life transitions. Especially and marriage. That's a trip, too, because you lose friends from what I have been told. Ooh, you wait. lose a lot of friends in the process. And the process starts with the wedding, the wedding party, the like, it's always drama with that. That's another reason. I just don't want any of that. And to be honest, I don't want to pay for people to have a party who just coming to me nosy. Like, I, my, I'm protecting my peace. And I am very happy with my relationship. And I don't need other people trying to bring that dark cloud over me right now. I just don't. Life is life. It's going to happen whether they know it, they're doing it or not. But, like, I just, I want to stay in my little bubble. Your happy bubble. Yeah. Your happy bridal bubble. Right now. I tell you him all the time. That. I tell him I want to just stay on my love cloud. Like, that's where. That's so sweet. I feel. Don't get me wrong. He gets on my nerves. But, <laughs> um, realistically, that's just where I want to stay. So, I want to surround myself with people that will support that. And if that means losing people along the way. I get it. Ooh, wee, do I get it. The love cloud analogy is beautiful, and I want you to stay on that love cloud as long as you want. However, the time keep ticking. So you're going to have to make come down decision. off that love cloud and like really make your decision and choose your choice of what your real life yeah. dream day is going to be. Yeah, I know. And you get to choose your choice and you shouldn't feel bad about the choice that you choose. Cause you gave us two options. The, um, going to like the place standing room only. And then the courthouse is a different option. You said you think you're going to end up traveling. Yeah. So you, it's three different possibilities. Well, so it's really two because if I do the courthouse and the activity later, then my goal, if we got married on a Friday, Sunday, we would be flying out. So I feel like I would still get my quote-unquote honeymoon like seven, six, seven days away. I know that realistically in seven months, I don't have the money to do a set aside for a wedding and a week-long vacation. You know, just like it's I'm being realistic about things. So which one would I want more or do I want to just wait? A plan to execute a year from now and then I will be where I want it to be financially to just pay it out without debt so it's just that's the type of stuff that I think about yeah that's and I'm sure most people most brides do but you know 
I also think about the fact that I want the marriage, not necessarily the wedding. Because I desire the marriage, and that's very different. So, for that reason, I want to get married this year. Because I want that marriage with him. He wants the marriage. He's been be- married before. Mm-hmm. He loves marriage, but he always says, like, marriage is a beautiful thing, but you have to know you're with the right person. Yes. Yes. So, are you ready for marriage? Yes. What do you think is See, I get more excited about that. Yeah, about marriage than the wedding. <laughs> I get, and I felt that same way. Like, people were like, well, why don't you wait so that you can save money? I'm like, I have no desire to save money to spend on this party. Like, yeah. I don't want... I don't need time. But that was a good old time. <laughs> I mean, it was a fantastic time. Shout out to mom. Shout out to everybody that was involved. My mom <laughs> paid for the wedding. We had to pay for like the other stuff, like the DJ, oh, like all of that fun. other stuff. That's phenomenal. Yes. Shout out to mom. But it's because, and I said this before, like when people have the strongest opinions, you need to have money to match your opinions. Yeah. Mom wanted me to have it at that place. Thank you, mom. Like she made it happen at that place. Like because I couldn't. And also what people don't ever anticipate, which I didn't know it was gonna end up like it did, but within six months of the wedding I lost my job. Yeah. So like you Those are real life. Those are real things that happen. Like so for all of the brides who are like, I want all of this, like I was talking about earlier, the napkins and the china and the the invitations and then the font, like all of those beautiful things cost a lot of money. That just made my chest tight. I'm telling you, I'm every sorry. time you go into talking about that, I'm it sorry. creates such anxiety for me <laughs> because the marriage doesn't require any of no, that no the marriage requires us going to get that piece of work that piece of paperwork yes that's it that's all it legally that's yes. all it's required to be married like everything else is just frosting it's all frosting and i want the cake and the cake is the hard part because that's why i said are you ready for marriage like we spend so much time as brides and fiancés and everything else preparing for the wedding but who's preparing you for the marriage that's yeah. the part and see that part that build up like we definitely are going to do premarital counseling yes that's very i think i need didn't you go yes we went to premarital counseling through his church mm-hmm. and we had a black male counselor shout so, out to dr elegant i need to get that information from you because i think that that would be really good for my fiance yeah see i'm getting more fluid with yes that come on language. Fiance. um but to have a male yep their black male therapist at that because his experience he's done um couples counseling before and his experience with any therapy has always been with a woman yeah and so i think it will be really powerful for a man to be in that seat yep for you know him to feel a level of comfort i'm incredibly comfortable with counseling for obvious reasons so she's a counselor i am (laughs) but even when he and i he has had to warm up to that like i was shocked when he said he would do couples counseling because he's always had such an aversion to it and he used to say to me what do i need a therapist for when i got you but i'm like no it's very different you need to be in a safe space and environment that's totally unbiased and let it all out you can't you may not feel like you can always do that with me so, it's so good, though, to know that, I mean, it's good and it's bad. I'm happy that you are telling him, like, no, it would be inappropriate for me to actually be your counselor. But it's good to know that he feels 
that you are his emotional support peacock. I always say my fiance, my husband, I love Rosé. He is not my emotional support peacock. He is well, not. Well, so I'm naturally a peacock, so let's start there. That's <laughs> right. my spirit animal. But no, that's facts. Because, yeah, but at the not. same time, being on the receiving end of that, it can be a, an immense amount of pressure. Yeah. Because you want to dump everything on me. And I don't mean dump in yes. a derogatory yes. way. Get it all But you want to get catharsis. it all out. And then what am I supposed to do with that? And then I can't react to it later outside of this conversation because then it'll be deemed you're using that against me. Yeah. So I can't, you know. So yeah, I'm glad to see that he has come around. And I don't know if he's come around just to make me happy oh. or if he's come around just because that's what, you know, what he's feeling. Either way is great, but yeah. I would rather it be both. Yeah. Um, if it had to be one, I would rather it be for what he's feeling. Yeah. We could have a whole conversation on the layers of men too, because he is, he has really like stepped up in areas from when we decided to move in together and now taking that leap to, um, us getting engaged, like I see different things coming out in him, which I don't know if that's, I, I'm cautiously happy about that. But at the same time, you know, I've watched you and it just makes me be like, Oh God, what does that mean? Are there all these different personalities that I don't know about that are happening inside of, of your mind? Or is your true personality somebody that will lock me in the little room under the stairs once we get married? Like, I, you know, right. So that might all sound crazy, but this is how my mind operates because all his layers have come back. And it's just like, damn, every time you reveal like a version of you that I could never have made up in my mind, but it's a good version. I tell my husband every day that God really blessed me with him because I could have never imagined a combination of a person like him, like yeah. never in a million yes. billion years yes. could I have ever been like, what do I want my husband to be? And like, to know never. parts of him are so much like you, but the parts of him that are not, you still can respect and accept that. Like the parts of him that are not like me, I feel like I learn from that shit. Mm -hmm. Like it gives me a totally different outlook and perspective. So I feel stronger having that additional outlook and perspective because he may look at things in a way that I would have never thought about. And I ask my husband questions because of that, but he does not receive it as that. He looks, he feels attacked mm. or like I'm poking holes in him. Yeah. When in reality, if you are a grown adult human and you lived your whole life and everything makes sense in your, in your seat, and now you decide to open up your life that made perfect sense to another grown up who got a whole nother life with a whole nother lens. I'm trying to understand where you're coming from. Because some people would just be and like... And they feel like you're being invasive. They feel like you're being invasive. you asking. you trying to find holes. you poking holes. you trying to change. you, you looking trying to for problems. Like, it's just like, listen, brother, yeah. look. Now, look. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. But that was a big adjustment for us was the privacy piece. Mm -hmm. When we decided to move in together. When you live separately or independently you move as you please you're not checking in like you talk to people when you want to talk to them you see people when you want to see them you make yourself available yourself available when you want to be available and you can hit that mute button when you don't want to be living with someone now bruh 
You can't just get up, get funky, fresh, shit shower and shave, and think you finna walk out the house. And I'm not finna be like, where the hell you think you going? I'm just in the room and I hear the damn door. You, you, like, you got the music the on. The door out. You dressing, you shitty sharp, got your cologne <laughs> on and shit. You know, it's like, and see, my fiance goes out early. Mm-hmm. So it'll be like five, six o'clock, and you looking suited and boot. Where the fuck are you going, sir? Excuse me, because you haven't said shit to me about moving around all day, and you just got up and started moving around. So it was those types of adjustments. Yeah, he has to get adjusted to me. He says I'm a nag. I mean, most men say that about women. I say to my husband every. I say a lot of things to him every day because I want him to remember. I say you are not gonna turn me into no nagging ass wife. He says that I. You am are a not nag. gonna turn me into no nag nagging ass why because you know what you a nag because you said that shit once he heard it and he didn't he acknowledge heard it. it he did he heard it or it went in one ear or out the other or he decided to be silent so he could choose if it's something that he wanted to participate now i gotta in. say the shit again so but that see, you could say you really don't have to you're just supposed to eat how you feel about it man. and that's that picking and choosing your battles thing so it took some adjusting but what i appreciate is that we were both willing to compromise in order to get there now i totally understand like it's that that um those five basic needs right so i totally understand that freedom is a very big need of his that's like high on his love needs Mm -hmm. so if he doesn't want to talk, if he's, you know, kind of quiet, it doesn't mean there's a problem. It doesn't mean there's anything bad. It doesn't mean anything is going on. He just needs to be over here and check out. And the beautiful thing is I am the same way. Mm-hmm. So when he, when those times don't meet up, that can be a, that took some adjusting too. But when we're on that same page, like we can be around each other doing nothing and we accept that it's okay. He learned to compromise and I had to tell him like, give me a heads up when you going out for all, you know, I could have planned us to, you know, whatever. So he has learned to give me a heads up. And the crazy thing is he doesn't even really go out at all at this point. Like he did when we first moved in. So that adjustment period was really important too. So, and he's just so lucky to have a partner that understands the adjustment period and that oh. is willing to be patient to like, cause in the beginning I had never lived with a partner before mm. and I just, it was like roommate shit. I mean, it's roommates, like yeah. you real life roommates. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sorry, listen, I've yeah, lived with roommates before <laughs> and it's like, look on some roommate shit. This is not okay. Okay. Yeah. On some roommate shit. This is not okay. But as a partner, you know, it Your takes an adjustment. Your new name is you are, Am I the maid? Molly. Hello, okay. how are you? Because when I say I'm the maid, he tried to say like I was wrong you for saying I was the maid. The maid. Thank like, you. Thank I am you. picking up. Thank you. So I've lived with two other guys before this. One was far shorter than the other. Um, but this is the first time that I have been real big on that domestic piece of it. And that's because when I moved in with him, I saw me moving in with him because we were taking those next steps. I saw him as my partner. Yeah. I saw him as my husband. So I do a lot more in that respect, but it cleaning up, picking up draws and cleaning up and 
you know, doing laundry every week like clockwork. Before, if I came home, it was many nights I drank my meals. I might not turn on any lights in the house at all, not even a TV. Yeah. Like, you know, I could go days without grocery shopping, weeks probably without grocery shopping. If yeah. I didn't do laundry, it would be sad that a single black woman has 20 loads of laundry because <laughs> I just kept buying new panties. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like Issa. For real. No, that shit is real. I mean, I wouldn't get them from the right age. Y'all that, so that shit is real. Y'all are trifling so with too much money. Too I, much money. I can't do that. I'm doing laundry every week at sometimes more than one time a week i'm getting up i'm cooking breakfast every day i'm cooking lunch every day i don't cook yeah. dinner every day or i should say i'm preparing lunches every day i don't cook dinner every day but i definitely cook every single sunday like clockwork oh, like i so had sweet. to set a precedent erin does not cook on saturdays so don't ask her the most you might get is breakfast so that part makes me routine. anxious you know when you said like the money part about the wedding makes you anxious yeah. like like you said before, when you were single, you could live a certain way. Now yeah. it's different. The idea that I have to be responsible for feeding another grown up is really it. anxiety provoking. Just it's, feeding well, specifically because I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna eat. Facts. So I don't know what the fuck you gonna eat. Oh, absolutely. So like I'm trying to struggle to figure out what the fuck I'm gonna eat. Oh, baby. So like the idea, like so, what we eating today? Every. Every day? Yes. Wait, wait, wait. But what he's also saying to you is whatever you cook, I'm going to eat. Now, no, 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 listen to this. It might not be what I want. No, you haven't met King Rosé. King Rosé will be like, huh. Yes, no, I get that too. What is that you're doing? What's in there? No, I get that too. Please. I had just, I had to learn to cook to his palate. My mama biscuits ass niggas. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he'll be like, hmm, what's that? It's been times where he says, I'm not going to eat that. And I'm like, I'm like, well, guess what? You don't fucking have to. Because I had to learn, like, he doesn't eat chili. So I know. I love chili. I live for that shit. Because, boy, if I make a pot of chili, I know that shit's still going to be in the refrigerator tomorrow. I'm telling you. I said, so another part of the adjustment period I had to learn that he gets to he fully be eat him. everything. Well, no, not even just that part, but he gets to fully be him. Like he cannot like chili, but I still get to like chili. Yeah, in the beginning, I was trying to be like, well, he doesn't like chili, so oh, now yeah, I can't make of chili. And, and, and like I was feeling bad and shit, but I'm like, no, no like, you get over you, that. You don't want to eat chili? Fine. Yeah. God damn it. I don't eat chili. Still want to eat chili but i also had to learn that if i'm gonna do that i still have to make him something exactly to eat too it's and that's not like it. that's oh, it i cook this you on your own but that that's what i feel like exist. that is what i don't, don't want to talk in generalities or make stereotypes but i feel like for some people that would be it like well you don't want to eat chili fine Absolutely don't eat chili. the next level is like okay you don't want to eat chili you don't like chili that's fine i do want to eat chili that's fine i'm gonna eat my chili and because out of the same love that I was making the original meal, I'm going to make sure that you have something delicious that you would like to eat as well. And the thing is, is that those people who feel that way, it may sound very selfish, but they're not wrong for feeling like that. Like, you know, oh, well, what you going to eat? They just have to find a partner Thank who you. is emotionally intelligent enough and tuned into his partner enough to know, 
oh, well, shit, if she making chili tonight, I guess I better give me something to eat. <laughs> and it not be an issue. And you know what I'm saying? It not issue. be a problem. Because like, that's what it is. would be cool with that. that is, that's what it is. It because when stuff becomes an issue or when yeah. it becomes a problem, like everything is a fucking issue or problem. Not that everything is, but when and it becomes. And you have to work through that piece. <laughs> yeah. Oh, baby, three months into us living together, I had a whole spaz attack and just basically fell out in the floor crying like fuck this shit this was a mistake you could take your raggedy ass shit and I'll figure this shit out like because my big thing was if we move in together I wanted us to pick a space together I didn't want to move in on him I didn't want him to move in on me yeah so that helps too because when both of your names are on stuff you're not gonna be so quick just to walk out and abandon and I mean and I'm not trying to equate Shaq into marriage so please but for people I'm who just like saying, to cohabitate though yes that, that it's that joint yes, yes. It, it has to and be it's there. the legal if you want to talk about like the similarities between cohabitation and marriage that signed contract yeah. is Since a signed we both contract can be here yes. I wouldn't be here if I couldn't be here type thing legally so it it yeah, that was a big, like, he was like, well, you know, I get you. Like, it, it just, it was so, I couldn't believe I was seeing that stuff out of my mouth. Like, I yeah. really, I said, if you weren't ready to do this, we should not have done this. And I think that clicked in his head when I said that because he had, we sat and had a conversation. But even learning how to be mad at each other living in the same house. Yeah. I wanted to have a, a home that had floors or a basement so I could feel like I was getting away. I live in a ranch. Yeah, hello. So it's like <laughs> when people are mad because for me, when we're mad, I'm that person that I still want you to stay. I just want you to stay and not say anything to me. I don't want you to leave out because you mad and you got to get some air. You got to get some space. <laughs> like that's not me because it makes me too anxious. Yeah, it makes me anxious. Yeah. Right. So we have to learn. So I have to learn that if he's going to stay because his big thing would be, but Aaron, I stayed. And I had to learn that for him, that meant something because yeah. he would always run away from his relationships when shit didn't see eye to eye. Instead of dealing with that drama, he would go run away and, you know, do what made him feel good. And remember, his freedom was really important. He liked to get up and exactly. move around. So if it's exactly. like, I stayed, it's like, I on I purpose. Stayed. don't say shit to me, yeah. but I'm here. I'm I had to learn that that, yeah. that was a part of his investment. Yeah. Because so, it, it's like learning love languages. It's, yeah. It's, it's so much it's analysis. See, we spend so much time talking about this fucking wedding. But it's like, no, the marriage and the preparation for the marriage and how yes. to build the partnership. That's where all your investment needs to be. Like understanding love languages, like you said, understanding needs. Yeah. Understanding how to fight, how to get along, what the food gonna be like, people's relationships with money. Yeah, we don't talk about that, but everybody does not have the same relationship with money. Mm -hmm. Broke means something very different to everybody. What does broke mean to you? To me, broke is like, oh God, if I don't have a thousand dollars in the saving account, somebody yeah. else be like, a thousand dollars, girl, we rich. Like, yeah, and for me and him. We are a good balance that way. So he is a great saver. Mm -hmm. Like when I say, he's like, okay, I'm about to buckle down. It's about to be this and I'm about to stack this much. He does that shit. Yeah. I'm in awe of that. He's in awe of the fact that I'm the I'm a bill payer. Yeah. So uh, credit is very important to me. And yep. I would say it's not as important to him because it's not at the forefront. He was never like 
taught that. It was never a part of conversation. So for me, like, yeah, I have to pay my bills. You pay, this is how you pay this. This is how you pay that. This is how you budget. This is how you allocate where everything goes. Like that shit blows his mind because all he really know how to do is stack. Stack money and buy the shit that he wants. That's it. That's how he looks at stuff. Yeah. For me, it's a bigger picture. Yeah. So great. When it comes down for us to make a big purchase, I'll have the credit. You have the capital. Together, we'll make this shit happen. Partnership. <laughs> yeah, Rosé is the money man. I mean, it's in his name. I just let. I just, I just let. <laughs> That's him. very true. It's in his. He's the money man. You know, I just, I just let him be the money man. Um, what else though? Like, are there any other things that you've that you are doing to prepare for the marriage? Y'all are already in the space. We're counting down. Now is all of I this. I think counseling is the next step. Yeah. Like, I really think that that's going to be really important because we have some things now. Um, and the way that I know it's real, too, is that the things that we have, although they can definitely be considered to be major, they're not deal breakers. I don't feel like anything's being compromised. I don't feel like I, it's just a differing of opinions Yes. about, you know, a certain situation. So there are things that we definitely need to talk with a therapist about, if for no other reason, just to learn how to deal with them in the most healthy way for the relationship. That's it. Um, I don't know... What else comes with it? Like, I know it's different, but it feels very real right now. So, one thing that I can say about him, he is an Aries. Come on, Aries. Child. I did tell him, I'm like, you know, with this new layer of you, this this marriage, this fiance layer, you're very possessive all of a sudden. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm like, what is that about? And, you know, you. he from, child, he is from out west. So, he'd be like, you my merch. Like, you're too old, Out sir. west, Illinois. But, like, you basically, out west he man. feels like, hey. My daddy was one, too. My daddy was an out west man, too. So, he just, he, he feels, he takes this very seriously. And so, like, what he's investing in, this decision that he's made, he's that same man that I never thought I would do this again. But, like, he takes it so seriously that sometimes he is possessive. He looks at me as a possession and I have to remind him that I'm a person. I'm a grown up yeah. with a human. So with and human it's not, experience here. It's not in like a dominating type of way, but it's just like, you know, there's a little bit more of that. Hey, what you doing? Hey, where are you going? And it's like, that's, that's new. That's new. Um, of course, he loves the housewife bit. And I told him, you just like it that my job affords me to give you the best of both worlds. But he is all like, if I'm at home, he's very traditional in gender roles. Mm. And that was another thing that I don't even know if he realized that. Or maybe he knew all along. But when we moved in, I really saw like... I don't have to tell him to do the things like shovel the snow, take out the trash, you know, those types of things. Um, he makes sure that he takes care of his household financially. Like, though, But it should be no reason why he doesn't have a lunch 
<laughs> right. There should be no excuse. There should be no reason why there are not things for him to eat when he comes home, which reminds me I need to go to the grocery store. There should be no reason why the simple pleasures like Wi Fi and um you know, a meal and a drink are not ready for him like nineteen fifty seven or something. So oh, go on meal and drink. Um but I'm okay with that. Yeah. So it works. It's the balance. Yeah. So what And I don't have balance, so this helps me. <laughs> what are you doing to like to get ready to say goodbye to your single self as you get this new identity for wife? Like this is the this is the end of you. I cried when I got my license that said Danielle Moneyham. I cried. I'm not changing my name right away. So that's the first thing. <sighs> I cry. I'm not gonna change my name right away. So maybe that'll be a piece of me holding on to my But you're gonna have to change it eventually. Eventually, yeah. When your when your birth well, so your birthday just passed, so you're lucky. Mm-hmm. But like Yeah, you gonna have to do it you can probably the birthday have to do when it? your license expires. Oh yeah. So like my license had expired right like after the wedding. So I had to get a new license anyway. Yeah. So it was like Okay, well, bye. So you Danielle have to Griffin. become. You don't have to change your, your name. On your um, marriage license has to match what's on your driver's license. No, because my marriage license has my maiden name. Okay. But my driver's license has my married name because um, I'll change my name like on my on yeah, everything. I don't. I don't plan on changing my name right away. I mean, so for me, I get scared as much as I want this marriage to happen I get I was very like even with back to like being engaged like I didn't tell a lot of people I was engaged I wasn't I was wearing a ring but I wasn't like broadcasting and stuff and it's because yeah the idea of everything that I've known for the past 36 37 years because let's get let's face it I'm one of the later brides the mature brides that mature brides but um it is done like it ends and this is the next chapter so all the old relationships all the old shenanigans all the old like behaviors and activities like have to make room for new behaviors activities memories like so yeah that that part of it was a little scary because i'm like damn i it was like literally yesterday that you know, I was single at home without this, and now I can't imagine my finger without this ring. I can't oh. imagine coming, not coming home to what my home is now. So, I don't know. I won't lie. Um, the being with one person for the rest of my life, which I love, is also scary because I am a very reciprocal type of individual. And if I feel like I'm not getting my needs met, I'll go somewhere else and get them met. Not even in like a sexual way, but I know that that all has to end because I would be devastated if he did that to me. So those types of things, that's a part of my identity. Like I can turn people on and off based on, my battery level, pretty much. If mm-hmm. I'm too drained, I can't deal with people I won't. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a little different here because he's not people. So I have to all he respects that I need that quiet. But at the same time, there are things that I have to be respectful and mindful of about him, even when I'm going through my stuff. So, yeah. Well, I'm excited for you as you uh, continue this fiance journey. It's going to pass. It's so uh, 
man. But just enjoy every single moment because this journey is beautiful and this is the road that leads to your marriage. So all of the foundation that you lead, that you set now, like this is what your marriage will be based on. Yeah, and it's sad that we don't, like we haven't acknowledged it in with all this pomp and circumstance because we both feel like we even have family members that would like try to dampen the day you know what i'm saying or dampen the event and we just wanted it to be you know us like about us so yeah it's it's it, it is it's a lot it's a lot all at once and then that real life stuff like i probably shouldn't be talking about you know embarking on new professional endeavors right before I'm trying to get married because financially, how does that look? So it's just, it's a lot, it's so many things to be mindful of. And excited about. I mean, absolutely excited about, but yeah, mindful. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we are heading out. Thanks for listening. Um, I'll be back. E-Boogie the Anti-Bride. The process. Yes, you will be back because in addition to talking about uh, what we talked about today, you just have a lot. We got a lot of different topics. So, E-Boogie the Anti-Bride. I can have one last, like, um, I don't know how to describe it, but just get all my thoughts out about all my single girl stories. Uh, Oh, yeah, we should have a single girl. You know, that would be so fun, but then you can't do that because people would be mad if if men did it. What would we call it, though? Like, what is that call where you're just kind of reminiscing about... Happy as hell about your whole days. I had a whole bag. Everybody my car, my car wasn't shit, but I'd always kept <clears throat> that whole bag in the trunk. Everybody had a whole bag. Yeah. Yeah. Hoes get wiped up. I used to always say that, hoes get wiped up. That's what it could be called when you married and talk about your whole days. But then it's like, oh my God, you a hoe, man, your mama a hoe. But see, I'm, but those were good times. They were. And I think that every single adult human should experience. They don't, some of them don't feel like good times in the moment, but when you think back on, they make for a hell of a story. Oh, all the stories. Oh, oh, the stories. Oh, the stories. But yeah, they, they don't feel good in the moment. Drove all the way to. From South Holland to Hyde Park to get some of your dumbass. I can't. Pocket money. Poc- I too have an experience with no pocket money. Oh. Like we just all the stories. Okay. okay. We're back. We back. All right. And we out. All right, superstars. We are all out of time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe, share, review the episodes, tag a friend, talk to me. Visit DanielleMoneyham.com and follow me on social media to stay connected. Your support means the world to me. So thank you for helping my dreams come true. A major lesson that I learned, that I continue to learn, is that although you will experience dark moments in your journey, you can be the light. You have more power than you know. Until we meet again, shine bright.